Welcome to You Don't Say. Listen to real English conversation as we talk about life around the world, cultural differences, and things that have surprised us on our travels. Now, here's your hosts, Abigail and Audrey. Hi, and welcome to episode 14 of You Don't Say. And today's episode is called Audrey's Language Learning Journey. So, um, recently in the Facebook group, we were. Um, talking to the other members and uh, teaching them two expressions that actually came up um, in episode 13, which was about daily like daily routines. And the two expressions were to be an early bird or to be a night owl. So Audrey ran a poll in the Facebook group and it turns out that everybody, apart from one person, which actually was me, <laughs> turned out to be a night owl um, and loves to stay up late at night. So, um, so oh, yeah. Don't worry, Ari. Don't worry, Abby. Me too. I, I'm an early bird too. You're not alone. <laughs> That's good to <laughs> I, know. I, I, I would like to think I'm a night owl who likes to be out late at night, but to be honest, I can't do it. And no. I'm and now actually got a regular routine of waking up at seven o'clock every day. So don't worry, you're not alone. But yeah, it was interesting. Lots actually statistically there are supposed to be more early birds in the world than night owls. Mm. But um in our group we've got a dominant group of night owls. Oh, <laughs> so, so funny. Uh so yeah. So yeah, so yeah, today we thought that um, we would introduce you, our listeners, to um, a little bit of Audrey's language learning journey because it's quite interesting. So Audrey, when did you first start learning languages? Okay, well, I'd like to say that I learnt languages at high school like many people. However, I can't really say was a was much of a language learning experience. Um, In Australia, languages aren't given a lot of priority, even though it's a very multicultural society and people do speak a lot of different languages at home. Um, At school, yeah, it's not such a big thing. So basically what they did was when we were in the second year of high school, they gave us a taster of, of two languages. We had six months of German and six months of Italian. And that was it. <laughs> so I think then I went on to do another maybe six months of Italian um, as an optional exercise. But yeah, and then that was it. And then I did, I chose not to continue with any languages. And to be honest, I don't think I had, maybe there were like one or two students who studied French at school to the end of high school, but that was it. It's really, I don't know. In the UK, you have compulsory foreign languages or? So when I was at school, I'm pretty sure that you had to do French for your um, end of high school exams. But um, you have like in other schools or in some schools, they had like a second language, maybe like Spanish or German. And some people chose to um, take their end of high school exams in those languages. Um but yeah, some French was definitely yeah. a big oh, one. I did, there was there were a few people doing Japanese as well, and that was but there was I think maybe like a maximum of three people in the whole of the year. So yeah, definitely wasn't a common thing. And of course, people say, oh, well, it doesn't matter because you speak English, you can speak English all around the world. It was great, and I mean to be honest. Um, I guess I wasn't really that curious to to learn languages. However, I did grow up um, 
with my mother and my grandparents speaking Dutch because actually my mom was born in Amsterdam and her family migrated to Australia when she was 12. So I did grow up hearing another language um, and I did, it's funny she never taught it to me, but I remember one time saying, mom, mom, try to teach, can you teach me Dutch? And then after like, she taught, she showed me the the days of the week. I was like, ah, it's so difficult. <laughs> so I stopped. So I think I was like eight years old then. So it wasn't, wasn't so easy to learn a language on your own like that. So yeah, so many years passed. Um, I, and I didn't speak any other language but English. And, um, but time, as time grew on, I knew that I wanted to travel more in the world and I wanted to have an experience living in a, in a different country. And that's when I decided it was time to learn a second language. Oh, so what language was that? So that was Italian. So I decided to um, move to Italy. Um, that's where my English teaching career started as well. And my hope was to, in, in, in English, we say this expression, pick up the language, <laughs> to just pick up Italian, you know. Is, people say that in, in English culture, like, oh, you go and live in the country and you just pick up the language. And they make it sound so easy, like you don't have to really study, you just immerse yourself in the culture <laughs> and the language will happen. But unfortunately, no. I remember like the first week I was all excited. I tried to watch TV in Italian. I, I, knew, I knew a little bit of basic Italian from school, but also from studying before. Like I'd listened to like um, audio tapes, like, you know, where is the station? Can I have a coffee, please, in, in Italian, this kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, I soon realized that, it was going to take a lot of work to study. And um, I have to admit the first year I was there was quite difficult because when you don't speak enough of a language to really have a conversation, people then think, oh, let's just talk in English. Yeah. And so you kind of never take that step up to being forced to, to speak it. So sometimes being an English speaker is actually a, handicap isn't it it's like yeah, oh well I don't totally worry we can speak English mm. so for other people maybe they're they're Polish and they go and live in the U.S. they know that nobody is going to speak Polish but yeah everybody speaks English or some kind of English and yeah kind of makes you lazy so after one year I thought I have to do something different mm. so how so how how did you study sort of like before when you first arrived in Italy compared to what you did differently afterwards when you realized you needed to do something different? Yeah, well, at the beginning, I tried to enroll in an Italian school, but actually it was quite difficult because I was working and I found it difficult to attend the lessons because normally they were in the mornings that I was actually working teaching English. So then I got a book and I was doing exercises. I had some flatmates who were Italian, so sometimes I would ask them questions. Um, but, yeah, and then I f did another little course as well, just some basics, basic self-study and, and courses. Um, but, yeah, the big thing I noticed was I wasn't speaking enough. I realized that sometimes I would spend like a week 
only saying, can I have a coffee, please? Um, can I have a ticket, please? And that's all in Italian. I didn't have any real interactions with Italian as a language, even though I was living there. So I needed to be more active. And actually, I ended up doing a language exchange. There was a, a guy who really wanted to learn English for his job. And um, we just met twice a week for a drink. And we were very disciplined. One hour English speaking, one hour Italian speaking, twice a week. And it was great because it was very repetit repetitive at the beginning. Like, what did you do at the weekend? And But I just had to practice the verbs. I had to learn to say the same things. And then I realized it started to be quite interesting that if you know like the main 20, 30 verbs and you can say them in the present and in the past, you you can talk you can talk a lot. Oh yeah. <laughs> so actually that was when I started to see some progress. I started to feel more confident and I started to speak more. So that was the big, big thing for me. Still not easy because I was teaching English um, so many times speaking in English. But I really noticed the difference doing that. So have you ever done a language exchange, like a serious one? I love language exchanges. Yeah, I have. Actually, I'm trying to think now because I've done so many. Um, <laughs> I'm actually doing like quite a serious one at the moment. <laughs> where mm. So I meet up with him. Uh, well, she's a friend now. So I meet with a friend. She lives in <laughs> Italy. Um, and she is learning Chinese. So when we meet up, we speak for the first half hour in Italian so she can help me. And then I have to switch my brain to Chinese to help her because wow. she's learning. So like that's super serious. And I feel like I have to study a lot in my free time mm -hmm. to keep my Chinese level up because she's really expecting, well, she's counting on me to like know the basic vocabulary that she's, she's learning so yeah ah, so you're actually learning two languages at the same Price time of one in one hour yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool yeah yeah no at the moment I haven't got any active ones but I have a friend who's kind of helping me because I help her with her children with English and giving them ideas for learning and she's helping me a little bit with Catalan um she sends me songs and and she leaves me voice messages to see if I can understand her and I try to write to her. So, yeah, a little bit of language exchange is, go is happening. So, yeah, it's good. Yeah, I like it. It makes a difference, yeah, mm -hmm. to be able to communicate naturally with someone, a, a friend, which is good, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so, that, so it, but, you know, I lived in Italy for 10 years and it was a long process. Um, I then, you know, after a few years I went back to have more lessons, more intermediate level, and then later on, I went to have more advanced level um, lessons. I had the intention to do the advanced C1 Italian exam, but I kind of chickened out. I, oh. I was like, oh, God, no, it's too hard. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, especially one part of it where you have to choose, you know, the correct form or like the pre prepositions and things. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> too difficult so I didn't do it which is a shame maybe one day I will but uh, for now I haven't done it um, but funnily enough I think the the final um, 
moment that really made a difference for me speaking Italian was when I went on maternity leave with my first son because then I wasn't actually speaking English. I was mm. meeting up with um, other mothers, talking in Italian all the time. I had my baby in Italian at the hospital. Like everything was in oh. Italian all of a sudden. And that it was just, you know, for a six-month period, but it really, I noticed something just like clicked and then it all happened. So there's a lot to be said for immersing yourself in the language, definitely, because it's true. If you can't fall back on speaking in your first language, then yeah, you you just make such a big make such big improvement. So yes, so that was good. Hmm. So did you ever think like at any point did you ever think that you just like didn't have a talent for languages? Oh um well, I, I don't know about I didn't have a talent. I remember thinking it's too hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's too much work. <laughs> it's too much because it is. There's so much to a language, so many things to learn. And also coming from English grammar to a Romance language grammar is quite a big step because of mm. all the verb conjugations and you know, at the beginning, you you think, why do they have to change the verb so much? And, you know, it's like, I'll never remember it. And there are some rules which are like completely different to to English that, you know, it took a while for me. But um, yeah, I think it was more just like an overwhelm of how big a project it was. Mm. Because remembering that I'd come to Italy going, oh, yeah, I'm just going to like learn some Italian really easily. so not true so yeah that's probably the big big thing for me so um then then I moved on to to Spanish um but not when I was living in Spain so would you like to know the story I'm curious Yeah. yeah it's funny um I don't know really I think probably that's when I started to become a bit of a language nerd where I started to say, I really do like learning languages. And um, my husband actually speaks Spanish really well. He lived in Madrid for a few years and I had a few other friends who spoke Spanish um, and not only like um, Spanish native speakers but also some Italian friends who spoke Spanish well. So I thought, oh, this could be a useful language to learn and also we started traveling a few times on holiday to Spain so I thought I'd just give it a go and um, as an English teacher we usually don't work so much in the summer holidays so especially in August so I thought okay this August one one many years ago I'm going to Spain to study Spanish and it was really fun because you know I just I had two weeks of Spanish lessons. I didn't work. I could, I just could stay. I stayed with a a lady, um, like a homestay in Santander and it was wonderful. And and before that I I prepared myself. I said, I just want to have like a basic Spanish, you know, to be able to, to communicate with, you know, the simple things. And yeah, and it was really, really good fun. And then after that, I did like a full one year course, back in Milan and that kind of got me moving and but I but I was probably more disciplined this time I think 
I was like, I knew what I needed to do. I think the second language is much easier than the first. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, it's like you kind of have like those techniques to rely on that you that you that you use to learn your first language. Um, and you feel like you can do it as well because you already learned one language. So you're like, yeah, I can learn another and another and another. So yeah, I agree. Yeah, Definitely. It's like, it's like you kind of know what parts of the puzzle you need to look for yeah. kind of thing. It's like there's, and also, I mean, being teachers, we also know structures to look for as well. Mm. But um, yeah, I mean, and then I think the biggest thing I did was because I was doing the course at, in Milan and we had an exam at the end I took that very seriously mm-hmm. and I knew that to pass the exam I had to know the verbs and of the past the past verbs and there's so many of them that are irregular in Spanish <laughs> it's horrible <laughs> and I and I did a really simple thing every day I was sitting in the underground um, with an app it was a really simple app and it just had like the verb go how do you do the, the conjugate, the verb go? And you had to like think if you knew it and then, then you would flash the card and it would show the actual conjugation, like really simple, but I just kept doing it and doing wow. it and doing it. And that's how I got I, most of my irregular verbs done. I think that made the big difference because if you, like, like I knew, if I can speak in the present, I can speak in the past, I can, I can manage many situations. So. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Do you have like a certain things that you know, like you want to know in a language so you f- then you can feel like you can speak more? Yeah, there are. Yeah, there's been like times when like I've been in a conversation and really wanted to talk about a certain topic and just not had the words for it. And that's really motivated yeah. me to go away and like find out like, okay, how can I say certain th- uh, phrases about um this topic so that if I meet someone who loves I don't know for example dancing salsa we can have a chat about dancing salsa in in Spanish so uh, yeah yeah that's a really good point I I agree and it's one of the things that um I find can be a bit limiting when you go to like language schools Mm. is that you tend to like learn the generic vocabulary and not always like vocabulary about what you want to talk about. So, and I do the same. Like, it's like, what are the things I like talking about? And then I want to know the words for that. Yeah. yeah. And then it, yeah. it means that you're more likely to remember those words than you are, yeah. for example, the words from a lesson on, I don't know, recycling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you don't want to talk about recycling. Oh, yeah, no, it's true. It's true. I actually heard, um, teacher talking the other day he was like saying he was launching a new book and he said you know adults don't need to know how to describe the hair types of adults like you don't talk about people really that much you want to talk about your hobbies or maybe traveling or you know I mean everybody has different things but yeah like does it matter if you can say curly hair in English not really you can kind of go like this if you want no (laughs) like make that make the symbol for curly hair (laughs) so anyway so yeah so um so Spanish um I learned for about three years I think before I moved to Spain and then then I um I moved to Mallorca and then it helped um get it more fluent 
Um, it still needs work. I'm not happy. It's not like my Italian, but, you know, it's a work in progress. Um, and then, of course, I got to Mallorca and then, you know, you discovered that actually they don't speak Spanish here. They speak Mallorquin or a version of, well, I don't want to offend any Mallorquins, but it's, a, it's to help other people. It's um, a form of Catalan. So, yeah, then you think, oh, gosh, do I have to study this as well? But for, at the beginning I didn't, but recently I've, I've started to learn that too because it's quite interesting to see this language. And, yeah, I think this language I'm learning probably more for fun because I don't need it, but, yeah, just learning it for the love of it. So it's good. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, that's my story. Ah, super interesting. I hope that it encourages um, some of our listeners to keep going with their language study and know that they can get there. Ah. Yeah, I think the most important thing I'd like to say is that I started learning a second language when I was 31. So you're never too old either. No. So, yeah, so that's it for today on episode 14. That's my journey. And I hope you've liked it. And I'd love to hear from you too. Um, I'd love to hear your language learning uh, story. You don't have to write it as long as that, but um, (laughs) I'd love to hear from you um, to sort of how did you get started, what's been easiest and what's been the difficult things for you for learning English or for other languages as well. So we'd love to hear from you. You can get in contact with us through Instagram, the Facebook group, the Anchor page, um, lots of places. So please write to us. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So we'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on You Don't Say. If you enjoyed our show, please leave us a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend, we'd love that too. Sign up for our newsletter and get your free podcast study guide. You can find this in the link in the show notes. Listen out for our next show, coming soon.